I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, we are talking health and wellness. I don't know, a lot of people might have heard this, if you've heard this, of the Noom app. Um, it's one of those things that buzzes around, especially for you health and wellness folks that listen to the show. And I'm very excited because I have uh, the clinical psychologist for the Noom program, Andreas Michaelitis or Michaelitis. Hold on. All right. Is it Michaelitis? Michaelitis. Yeah, but it's fine. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. okay. I have the, the physiologist of the Noom program, Andreas, Andreas Michaelitis, <laughs> and I will never get that name right, but that's okay. And before I bring Andreas on, uh, let me give you a little uh, update. So Andreas Michaelitis, PhD, is a published clinical psychologist with over 15 years of behavior change experience. He received his BA from Stony Brook University and his PhD from Fairleigh Dickinson University. Michaelitis has also worked as their research consultant for the Veterans Bears, which is also known as the VA hospital to research novel treatments for post-traumatic stress disorder. As chief of psychology, Andreas developed Noom's human coaching program and oversees a team of over a thousand coaches who help users meet their long-term goals by better understanding themselves, their brain, and the science of choice. Andreas has been featured in C and CBS. Welcome, Andreas. Michaelitis to the podcast. I think I got it the 16th time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is great. It's great to meet you. Oh, yes. Great to meet you. And before we jump in, I'm going to ask you an icebreaker question, which we'll see how you answer this, especially with a health and wellness um, topic. So what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Um, okay. Um, I feel unpopular by saying I don't really eat cookies. Uh, okay, and not, I don't have I've many cookie memories. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but if I were to pick a cookie, uh, it is a cookie that is made from uh, like honey and oatmeal, uh, pretty much. And uh, that that's what I would say. Uh, okay. uh, so I'm gluten free as well. So I don't uh, eat a lot of things with flour. Um, but I use mostly honey for, for things. So that's, that's what I would say. And I don't have too many cookie memories. Uh, no, uh, really? <laughs> you make cookies with your kids or does your wife? Um, yeah, we sometimes make, uh, we, we make cookies before we make roll bars, uh, things like that. Uh, uh a lot okay. of gingerbread houses, uh, over this past holiday season, we just threw out so many, uh, because we had too many. <laughs> I know. And especially when you have so many children. So you have four children. How old are they? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, my oldest is 10. Um, and my youngest is two. And so it's 10, eight, four, and two. And my two-year-old's going to be, uh, three this month. So yeah, exciting. Um, my kids are around the same age. I have a nine, seven and a half and five and a half. They'll be eight and six in May. So. Okay. Yeah. Fourth one, but you did good. Great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Keep did them good. in even numbers. <laughs> Keep them neat. We, we have two cohorts, C1 and C2. So cohort one, cohort two, 
Um, and they, you know, they buddy up together, uh, but you're out of diapers, which is exciting. And, uh, we are looking forward to it. <laughs> yes. And they all know how to swim without float. Like they've, they're, yes. they're great. It's that's Milestones. the key. The key. <laughs> and my sister is expecting her third. And so wow. I need baby fever. I go there cause I'm done with the diapers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. So, well, oh yeah, for sure. Well, you know, hopefully you'll be out of it soon. <laughs> well, okay. So Noom, let's talk about Noom a little bit. So tell us a little bit more about that. I've heard of it. Um, yeah, go just let's dive in. So exactly sure. what is Noom? And we talked, you also um, study behavior and things like that. So I know that it's um, weight loss, especially right now at the beginning of the year is always the goal is to get healthier, be better. You know, I did my first workout today for the 2023, you know, just, so how, how is it? Um, let's just dive right in. Sure. Yeah, of course. So Noom is a, uh, consumer driven, uh, behavior change company. Uh, and we try to, uh, to, to, uh, let me start with the mission, actually. The mission of Noom is to help people everywhere lead healthier lives through behavior change. And uh, that that looks like a lot of different things for a lot of different people, weight loss being one of those things, but it's not necessarily all of those things. Um, and so what we want to do at Noom is really uh, help as many people as possible find uh, meaningful, uh, meaningful uh, habits and behaviors that they can take with them for the rest of their lives. Yes, that's typically what happens, right? If you need to break a cycle or if we're ever trying to make a change, habit stacking, James Clear, Atomic Habits, I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah, totally. That's a good one. But when you're trying, like when I was working with my health and wellness clients, um, they were always struggling with finding the time or making the switch because it was so foreign to them or they didn't, you know, not, we always think as health, if you are a healthy eater or you practice a healthy lifestyle or have the education, like I have an exercise science degree, we have to remember that not everyone was raised in or knows those things. So starting with the basics every time, even with people that do know have to start somewhere. Absolutely. And it's not, and knowing is not even enough, right? It's a lot more complex, complex, as you know, than just having the information, right? There's, there are things of, um, of motivation. Motivation is really complex and very individual to somebody. And, and that stuff changes all, all throughout, you know, throughout the, any process of behavior change. Ultimately, our brains don't want us to change our behavior. Uh, uh, it has routines for a reason. And uh, we, we're many times going against the way we're wired when we're trying to do something um, like change our behaviors for a healthy lifestyle. So what is the new mindset? Yeah, a new, the new mindset is a book that uh, talks about a lot of the different things that we've incorporated within our program over the past uh, 14, 14 years. So we've taken uh, things within psychology, we've tested a lot of things, some things work, some things don't work. Uh, and we've decided to write it down after 14 years of, of a lot of uh, work on, on this stuff. Uh, and it, it just really talks about all the different concepts we like to expose our numerous to, um, with the idea that they'll incorporate these thoughts um, in a way that makes sense for their lives to make some meaningful changes. Right. And I just got the copy of the book. It's learn the science, lose the weight, the new mindset is make good health a habit. And so this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be following the new protocol 
so to speak, but it is, you know, the basics, right? It's just at least probably getting in that mindset, changing a habit, understanding why you're probably doing what you're doing. Um, emotional eating or yes, God knows what <laughs> it's, it's all of those. It's all, all of those things. It's not a prescription. It's not a prescriptive plan or diet or anything like that. It's, it's meant to really just give you exposure to concepts that might not be, um, you know, you might not be thinking about. Um, and a lot of times we have thoughts that come through our mind that we don't even know that they're there. They, they just kind of pop in. They, but they govern so much of, of what we do and how we feel after we have them. And so a lot of what I would say uh, you'll, you'll, you can get out of the book is really just learning to slow down a little bit to see, you know, yourself within yourself or yourself talking to yourself um, so that you can potentially start to modify some of those things. For sure. So if, for those of the listeners that don't really know what Noom is, or they haven't heard of it, is it like most weight loss regimens, just let's just say that because that's what resonates, I think quickly with sure. people is there's usually like a start and an end it, to me personally, it's a lifestyle. You have to change your lifestyle and it takes time because you have to train your body and your mind and you have to be okay with making, you know, like the holiday season, like it's okay for you to indulge and do your thing as long as you just, you know, stay consistent and, and pick it back up or moderation. Right. So Noom, what is it in general? Yeah. So, um, Noom is not, Noom is not something that Noom can be many different things to many different people, right. To many different people. And so does it mean something, by the way, I have to ask is Noom mean something? it, 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 it does. And it doesn't, it, it, you can think about it. Like, uh, it, it's moon backwards. Um, and, and, uh, you know, oh. technically, but, um, but we ultimately settled on noon because it, uh, it resonated, uh, with, with a lot of our, our, uh, our users before it used to be called something different. The company was called WorkSmart labs, which doesn't roll off the tongue, uh, no. as well as noon does. Uh, so, um, good job uh, marketing team <laughs> yeah, many, many years ago. Uh, uh, so that, that, you know, that was good, but I mean, Noom can be different things for different people. So the, the idea is to increase your, your self-awareness, um, uh, in order to, uh, you know, to change the way you think about things and to, to, to create a healthier lifestyle. So I say that like really generally, because for some people meal logging, that's, I think is a very concrete example, meal logging. Um, is something that somebody might want to do a little bit longer because it helps it it helps them keep track of 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 things. For other people, it's not for them. It it, it is, you know, it's more of a hassle. It's not something it's to a do. hassle, right? It's a hassle. It's something to do. Or for other people, it's something you do for a little bit uh, in order to increase that awareness um, and then and then back off. So it can it can, it's it's really meant to be um, a, a tool that exposes you to, to yourself and to your thinking and to your environment so that you can become kind of the master of, of, of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the program that I've done, like you're supposed to log and we count macros and we intermittent fast. And I, it does help me see it like, cause I'm a visual, but sure. then it's like, I don't have time or it stresses me out sometimes because if I don't hit my goals and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to hit it. <laughs> And it gives me, it's like, oh gosh. And then you, the mindset kicks in and then you're like, oh no, I didn't do well, which you have to also keep, you have to do work on yourself as well. Right. Because you have to make sure that, you oh, know, I didn't fail for today. I just 
got busy, do better tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Right. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, a lot of people abandon it when, when, uh, when things get, get really difficult. And when you have something that requires, you know, strict, strict, um, actions that are not potentially sustainable, um, that could be a real barrier to, uh, to, to making, making the changes at the end of the day, what's important is that you're going to learn something that you can do forever. Like it can be a lifestyle change. Um, and, uh, and that might be logging and it might not be logging. So it really, it's up to the person. So how did you come up with this program? Because you created it and you're the brains behind it. So did it just come from years of practice and study mentioned in your bio PTSD studies, which we all have our reactions when it comes to childhood or, um, past events, right. Our, our brains just function that way. I've had a lot of guests on here that talk about that as well. So how did you come up and find like what really worked well? Yeah. So I, um, I actually joined Noom in 2014, uh, before I got to Noom, the company was geared towards, um, more fitness kind of interventions, um, and, Things that were not, I would say, psychology. Uh, you know, it wasn't as in, embedded within psychology. Um, I I took a jump from a more traditional setting to a, a, a tech company, essentially, because my passion is really like merging psychology with technology um, and finding new ways to do that. Uh, after I got to Noom, we kind of pivoted organizationally to using uh, a, a psychological approach. Uh, we hired the first coach a year after that and really just kind of, you know, everything kind of just meshed together after after that. Um, since then, it's been a matter of trying to incorporate the things that that we know work in psychology and modify the things that don't work because not everything works uh, when it's not face-to-face -face or, uh, you know, the way we commonly think it will work. For sure. And so because of the time that we're recording, it's the beginning of the year. What's your number one recommendation? If someone was trying to start, whether that be leaving a program and starting a new one, or they've never done one at all. And just how are you, how would you recommend them getting the best start? That's because everyone's like an all or nothing, right? It's like, nope, I'm doing yes. it. And then it drops off because it's not sustainable because it wasn't something you worked into, or it wasn't something that was for you. So how would you um, tell someone, like, how do I start? Yeah, it's a really great question. I think first and foremost, it's important to um, to look at some of those patterns, right? So that all or nothing trap is something that a lot of people do fall into. And if that is a pattern that, uh, that you typically fall into, thinking about that now and um, doing something really different is, is, is something to do mindfully ahead of time. But above and beyond the, the looking at patterns in a, in a more general way, um, it's really important to, to start small um, and not do everything at the same time. And just like do something small, set a smart goal and build on that. And, and, uh, and oftentimes, you know, great things are built on very, very small actions. Um, so I would, I would just start really small and I wouldn't try to do everything on, on this day or, or this week. Right. Cause everyone will just dive in like, Nope, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to do get this and exactly. that. It's just not sustainable because it just gets very overwhelming and like all weight loss journeys. If you're in it for weight loss or health journeys, you always plateau in week two because your body's yes. catching on to something. You're like, your body's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What's, what are you doing? Uh, -uh I'm going to hang on to that real quick just to see. And then once yeah. it starts to trust your change, it'll go back. But 
that's when people are like, I'm not seeing it today or tomorrow. Right. <laughs> your brain, your body doesn't want you to change anything. Your body is just doing what it's designed to do, which is to like survive. And um, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's it, losing weight and changing your behavior is incredibly difficult because many times you are going against what your body was designed to do. So that's right. Yeah. Cause you're working a lot of, you know, the calorie in calorie out is how we were all taught. Right. And now it's more, you got to eat more to burn more because your body needs the fuel and it's going to actually do you worse because right. it's going to hold on to it. Cause it doesn't trust you on what it's going to eat again. <laughs> right. So those starvation totally. tactics, I mean, it, it's, it, it sounds crazy. You got to eat more to lose weight. And people really have a hard time with stuff like that. Even, even, even the way that you think about things, um, you know, the moment you start to feel like you're depriving yourself of something is probably the moment you want things more. Um, so even understanding above and beyond just like physiologically what's going on, you know, the way that we are as, as humans, when you feel like you can't have something, it's, it's, it's tough. And that's not a great mindset to be in as well. So like children, um, you tell like, them, no, right, exactly. We're all the children. That's, <laughs> We're all just big children. <laughs> that's right. When you tell your kids, when I tell my kids, they can't, that's all they want. So uh, they just have right. an excuse for impulse control. Like they don't have it yet. We do, but we just, right. It is. Right. Cause I always tell them like, what did I say? And they ask me again right. and again and again, I'm like, well, the answer to the question, it's not going to change. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. It's like, can I have a cookie for breakfast? I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you think my answer will be? Sometimes I'll surprise them and be like, yeah, sure. And they're like, like, what? That's fine. <laughs> like, why not? Cause it's accessible. It's not making it off limits and, yeah. you know, modeling good behavior and good habits is, is key. Like Definitely. I work at, was working out this morning before they got the kids got up, which is rare, very rare. And <laughs> they'll see me do it. And they know okay, mom, like mom's busy. So they'll ask me a bunch of questions and I'll look at them yeah. like, seriously, like, let me finish this real quick and I can do it because it, it longer it takes. And so just also showing good habits too with kids. Um, uh, modeling is so important. That's right. For sure. So do, how do you um, help your kids around nutrition and exercise? Like that starts so young and yours are yeah, around yeah. the same age as mine. They may or may not be in sports yet. It's a lot to haul people, kids yeah. around with sports? It's, it's a lot. Um, I mean, I, the approach that I take is, um, I try not to as much as I possibly can. I try to teach them decision-making skills, right? So if they want something that is not the, the healthiest thing, what I'll do is I'll sort of give them a reasoning around, um, you know, the food itself and let them decide, uh, if they will eat it or not eat it. Um, what I don't want to do is, cause a situation where they're constantly feeling deprived of it at home and then they'll get it at school. What I want them to do is develop the reasoning skills to make a decision at home and at school and, and forever. So if there's one gift that I feel like I can give my kids, it's the ability to think, think through something, uh, through something like that. Um, and sometimes it means that they'll eat something that like, I might not be super excited about. Um, but also, I, I also have to say that it is also different at different ages. You know, my, yeah. You know, my three-year-old um, who has like zero impulse control, impulse control right now. It's it's a very <laughs> different conversation, and I will set very different limits than let's say my eight-year-old or my ten-year-old. Um, so, um, but sure. it's it's being in tune to those like developmental differences, 
and and doing the right thing at the right age, which it's always you always feel like you're not you don't know what you're doing. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing all the time. So well, kids are uh, different too. So your five year old, right. like like your ten year old, did something different than your eight year old at eight. Yes. So they're all different, and I have boys and girls. All different. They're all, yeah. Yes. And they're all different. Like my youngest will sleep anywhere. Like <laughs> when he's tired. He's like to bed. My oldest will never will not go to bed. Right. Like if I right. I have to like it's time he would stay up all night if he could. <laughs> so it's and my youngest is like I'm tired. Can we go to bed yet? So oh man, <laughs> which is great. I stopped at that one right. You know, luck out with that third one. But with kids, so for instance, I think it's super important to also educate yourself with the correct information. So totally great example. I think I was just saying like enough with the sugar because Mm. it's holidays and they're going between my house and their dad's house and God knows what they eat over there. And you have the things here that you're trying to just get by. Sometimes as a single mom, you're just kind of like, whatever's quicker. And my sister, who is a principal at elementary school has no health and wellness background. We, she played sports and stuff, but she, I think, described diabetes to my oldest in the very <laughs> most wrong way. Because <laughs> all of a sudden now he's asking me like, well, if I have sugar, am I going to get diabetes? I'm like, oh God, mm-hmm. like, where did you hear this? She's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's what she meant. She probably said like everything within reason, moderation, but if you're going to eat sugar every day, all day, yes. You might, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. had a dog that was diabetic. So I can kind of be like, remember how mm-hmm. many shots I gave mm-hmm. him and this and that, and how sticky his urine was. And it was awful. And he was all, you know, so there's a little bit of reference there, but now he's like, well, is apples like going to give me diabetes? I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> that's natural sugar. Um, no, but the sugary cookies and the cakes and the stuff, yeah. that's not good for you. It's slow food versus fast food. There's a way to yeah. Say, yeah. Right. It's so, also speaking their language. What you're saying is you're speaking their, their language and you're expressing it to them in a way that, um, you know, that they can process and they're going to wrap their brains around it as they're, as they're thinking about it. But, um, but wow, that's, uh, that's, that's funny. I'm, well, then he downs like three bananas and I'm like, easy. Natural <laughs> sugars are still right. sugar guys. Right, like right, it's right. healthier. Right. Um, everything in moderation people. It's so, complicated, right? It is. <laughs> it is because you also want to have a glass of wine or, you know, again, moderation too much yeah. turn mm-hmm. belligerent drunk and too little and, or not too little. I would say like, if you don't drink at all, because it's all or nothing, but that's also goes into psychology and right. And chemistry. that's right so what would you encourage the listeners that um are interested in the noom maybe need to make a change with because i've been on my regiment for about it'll be four years and i'm not super strict as i was before um lifestyle changes i'm now single Mm -hmm. mom versus when i was married i have three kids that are now very active and not just like babies Mm -hmm. so everything changes but it's sustainable. I like when I work out bounces right back because it's pretty, I'm not, I don't go out of control, Mm -hmm. but maybe they're looking for something to change or they're like, man, I need something new. What would be your recommendation on where to start with this book? Like if they were to pick the book up, I know there's also an app, I believe, 
Um, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? Or is there a certain, cause I've like flipping through it, like triggers and exposure to therapy mm-hmm, and feeling mm-hmm. your feelings. There's lots of things in here that could benefit. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I wouldn't, I don't know that I have a very specific place to start other than like, start with your curiosity. Um, you know, I think it's, it's really health means something very different to different people. And what there's not a right or wrong thing that somebody should change or not do. But I think as long as you have the curiosity to explore your health and to explore things that you might want to change or, or, or things that, you know, might impact your health in a, in a, uh, in, in a positive way, that curiosity will many times, uh, bring you to the right thing. So getting the book and just thumbing through it or, or taking a peek at some of that stuff. And with the hope that it will help, uh, 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 ignite some of that, that curiosity, I think is the, um, is the, is, is the one thing I'll say. And also just to be kind to yourself, this stuff is really difficult. And, you know, I, we often beat ourselves up when we don't figure it out at the same time. And, um, uh, uh, so like just some kindness to yourself, it's, this is hard stuff. But that's also probably why you have the coaches and things that you guys have, because we're not expected to know exactly no. what we're supposed to do. That's why you have totally. experts and people to, to reach out to and get help. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, so having the information is one thing, but also learning how to apply that to your life is another is another way as well. So it, it, it takes a village with kids and, and sometimes with yourself as well. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not going to take a car, your car to yeah. get fixed to the dentist. Like, so right, don't right, expect right. to know everything about weight loss or psychology or the brain or anything yes. like that. Right. It's okay. That's right. Um, well, where can we find you? Uh, if we wanted to follow your journey or follow what's coming up next, um, where can we find yep. you? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the book, you can get the book anywhere books are sold or audiobooks are sold. Um, you can also go to noom.com, uh, for the program. You could also go to noom.com slash book, uh, for more information about, um, about the book itself. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, noom is on Instagram, also on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn as well. So, uh, so we'll, we're on social media as well. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much great. for sharing and, and being here. This was very exciting. The book is really great. I've thumbed through it and um, it's definitely something that's different than we normally highlight here. So I really appreciate you taking the time and um, thank you. sharing everything. Thank you for having me. It was great. Great talk. I uh, really, really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Take care. Absolutely. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Chaos Cookies podcast. The links are going to be in the show notes. So go pick yourself up a book and reach out um, if you have questions and uh, we'll, we can connect you with Noom. So again, thanks again. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.